helping you live well, stay well, while keeping pace with today's rapidly changing healthcare environment. That's Summit Medical Group. And now it's time for SMG Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. Obsessive Compulsive Disorders, or OCDs, are an anxiety disorder group in which people have recurring unwanted thoughts, ideas, or sensations, obsessions, if you will, that make them feel driven to do something repetitively. Those are the compulsions. My guest today is Dr. Michael Lickier. He's a psychologist with Summit Medical Group. Welcome to the show. So tell us a little bit about OCDs. What are they? What causes them? And how do you recognize if you have one? Well, OCD uh, stands for Obsessive Compulsive Disorder. And essentially, OCD is a disease of uncertainty. People who suffer from OCD need to know what is going to happen. They need to be able to protect themselves from imagined catastrophic consequences. Things in the environment, either external or internal, will trigger imagined catastrophic consequences. They may see something dirty. They may have a, a thought. Um, and when they have these thoughts or they see these uh, things that, that trigger this deep fear, what they want to do is reduce the fear. And they do things to reduce the fear, which are these compulsions, these um, thoughts or other kinds of behaviors that are designed to allay the anxiety. Now, both the obsessions and the compulsions tend to be unrealistic or excessive um, and will interfere with the quality of people's lives. Most people who have OCD may not correctly label it, but they tend to know something's wrong. They tend to know what they're thinking and what they're doing is not right, is not healthy. And people around them see them doing these things, and they know these things are weird. Typical things, going back and checking, uh, checking locks or washing hands repetitively or going in and out of doors or touching things in certain ways, behaviors that most people would consider odd or out of place or excessive. So normally you have thoughts. If you're a parent, you have fears that something bad will happen to your child. When do those normal worrying or fears transfer to become something more serious? To the extent, you know, the, the actual content of, of the fears that people with OCD have may not be different at all than fears that you or I have but it's the quantity, it's the intensity, it's the frequency of the fears that interfere with their ability to engage in work, engage in social relations, to have peace of mind. That's when, that's when it becomes problematic. What can you do about it if you're a hand washer or a hoarder or one of those people that double-check the lights and the stove all the time repetitively? It can really affect your quality of life. What do you do for it? Fortunately, there's good treatment available. Now, not every mental health provider knows how to treat this well. So if you or someone you love has OCD, you want to screen out these therapists to see have they worked with people with OCD before, have they have uh, specialized training in treating OCD. You want to know someone that does uh, cognitive behavioral therapy or some behavioral therapy for 
obsessive compulsive disorder. And the treatment is very effective. It's empirically validated for those who are trained to do it. There is uh, a high success rate in dealing with a, a really uh, a, a condition that's that's really painful for the person who has it. But there is there is good treatment available. So, what is some of the treatment like? Does it involve medication? Is it long hours of therapy? What's the treatment like? And how difficult it is is it, doctor, to stop one of these behaviors? It's challenging to do. With good therapy, it's very doable. Uh, medication. When, when, I, when I see someone who comes in for OCD, I usually start without medication. I usually start a, a protocol, a cognitive behavioral therapy protocol for obsessive compulsive disorder. And it has you know, several steps. I'll do, I'll do a thorough assessment, and then I will educate the person about what obsessive compulsive disorder is. People with OCD tend to get caught up on the content of their obsessions or the content of their compulsions. And what we do very briefly is come to some agreement that what they're worrying about is not the problem. It's the way that they're worrying about it, which is the problem. So we give them a good education about what OCD is, and then we go into how the pattern of OCD works. You know, they're, they're afraid of something. There's a, a, a misappraisal of the threat. You know, again, if I, if I don't wash my hands and something bad is going to happen to somebody else, I get high anxiety, and then I gain, engage in a compulsive behavior to reduce the anxiety. And by engaging in that compulsive behavior, while temporarily reduces the anxiety, it robs the person of the um, of the corrective experience to see that the thought they're having about it is incorrect. So what we encourage people to do is, uh, is exposures to what they're afraid of, to practice touching something dirty and not doing the compulsion. And what we do to help them do that is we do some motivational interviewing. We really get into what has OCD robbed you of? What has OCD taken from you in terms of your peace of mind, in terms of your ability to work, in terms of your ability to function in your role as a wife or a husband or an employee or a friend? Uh, what has OCD done to your time? What has OCD done to your ability to sleep? Right? So all these things, we, we get people really hyped up about, look what OCD has done to you. And then we, then we go and we, and we fight back. We develop scripts. We tell them to imagine OCD as almost like an, an entity that, that's inside of you, and it feeds off of your compulsions. The more you do the compulsions, the stronger OCD gets. It's a game that OCD plays, OCD sets the rules, and OCD wins when you do those compulsions. So we get people hyped up, get, get them motivated to go against that, to experience the temporary anxiety to be willing to have the short-term pain of anxiety for the longer-term quality of life to not be trapped, to not be almost enslaved by this, uh, by this disorder. Wow. Fascinating. And that exposure, that response that you're, that you're trying to elicit 
Can we rewire our brain to say that's just my obsession? This is just my brain. I'm not going to pay attention to it. And if we've worked with you and you've gotten us to think differently, does it last or is it something that will keep entering our thoughts for the rest of our lives? Well, it definitely goes down. You know, it it may stay. The obsessions may stay. But we, we encourage people not to worry about the obsessions. You know, um, we don't try to make the obsessions go away. We try to make the compulsions go away. That, that's what we really focus on. And by making the compulsions go away, the obsessions tend to die down over time. We tend to be less afraid of them because we tend to know that they are not real, that, that they don't have, well, they're real that they're there, but they don't have a, a real correlate in in objective reality, right? There's no real relationship between whether or not I wash my hands and, and whether or not my son or mother is going to die, right? So, so by putting them in their place, they become less painful, and over time, they become less and less anxiety-provoking. People do relapse. We do relapse prevention and education as part of the treatment, uh, but this is all this is all doable within with a, a provider, with a practitioner that knows how to do it. In the last few minutes, doctor, if you would, give your best advice and tips for helping a friend or a family member that suffers from OCDs and why they should come see you at Summit Medical Group. Well, if anyone's suffering or from OCD or, or knows someone who's suffering from OCD, you know how painful it is. You know uh, how it robs you of your quality of life and in so many different ways. Many people who have it often try to hide it because it's, it's, they know it's weird. They know it's weird what they're doing and they're embarrassed. They don't, want to, they don't want to talk about it and they can't imagine that there's help for it. Or maybe they've been to uh, therapists that don't know how to treat it or maybe have been to uh, a doctor that's only given them medication. So let, let them know that you understand that the pain that they're in and let them know that there is treatment available. It is not a, it's not a very long treatment. You know, I've had success in as few as, I don't know, half a dozen sessions. And, um, uh, but more, more typically we're, we're talking somewhere, you know, 12 to 20 sessions, um, which is maybe a big number, but not so big for someone who's been suffering for this for so many years. And we have a treatment, we have, we have technology, we have medication, which could be helpful. Uh, as well. So I would just let people know that I know you're suffering uh, and I know there's a, a way out and Summit Medical Group would be one very good place to get this kind of treatment. Thank you so much for such great information. You're listening to SMG Radio. For more information, you can go to summitmedicalgroup.com. That's summitmedicalgroup.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening. <music>